Hi, and welcome to the Equulting Life podcast. I'm Chelsea Stratton from Chelsea Stratton Designs. And I'm Sherry McConnell from Equulting Life. And this podcast episode is airing Monday, January 23rd. We're filming it just a little bit early. So we're excited to be here with you all. And we are definitely into January now. So lots of things going on. Yes. But first, this episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth. So mom is going to say a few things about that. Yeah. And if you have been here for a while, you know that Cozy Earth has been sponsoring several of our episodes and they're going to do a few more in 2023. And Chelsea and I both have Cozy Earth sheets and pajamas and just absolutely love them. I just want to tell you a few additional things. Uh, Cozy Earth loungewear offers optimal comfort while maintaining a flattering, elegant fit. And they also offer premium bath products made from viscose from bamboo. There's a plush collection as well as a waffle towel set that you can get. The bedding is temperature regulating and is available in viscose from bamboo and in linen. And all products come with a 10-year warranty. So give the gift of a good night's rest with Cozy Earth. (laughs) We have sure enjoyed it ourselves. We do have a discount code for you, 35% off using the code AQUILTINGLIFE. And that's for everything on the website. Everything on the website. Yes, everything. Yay for everything. (laughs) Yes. Mom, the glasses are a vibe. I love them on you. I need them to read. You know how it is. (laughs) That's what glasses are for. Who would have known? Yes. Okay, so mom also has our quilts for today. So if you want to share about those. Right. So everybody seems to be sharing Valentine's things these days on social media. It's like my whole feed has with Valentine's quilts. Yeah, so I don't even think I've showed all of my Christmas quilts yet, but I thought that it would be fun to sneak in some of my previous quilts. You might as well. (laughs) Share the love. So on the wall is heartstrings, and this is a really, really fun uh, fat eighth quilt. And I it uses our Sincerely Yours fabric collection. And one of my favorites, it was quilted by Val Krieger. And I, I just love this quilt. In fact, uh, this is the one I'm leaving up in the office here, uh, even oh, after yay. we filmed. Yeah, so I'm going to leave this up for the next several weeks. And, and on the table, I actually have my Together quilt, which was the Stitch Pink sew along pattern for the Moda Stitch Pink in 2021. And so we still have all the videos on YouTube for how to, you know, step-by-step go through and make this block. You need the pattern, but I will tell you it's my $5 pattern for the month of January. So if you don't have the together pattern, you can get that now for $5. And then just right on top, I put my homebody while hanging, which is just also all of the quilts are sincerely yours and just really fun little wall hanging if you're looking for a smaller project. I notice you you do a really good job at that with our collections. You always have like a wall hanging or a bag or a pillow. So it's really yeah very like well rounded. <laughs> you do enjoy that. I am just all about the quilts. Yeah. And I should mention the together quilt on the table was quilted by Marion Bott and the wall hanging was also quilted by Val Krieger. So, and the quilt on the wall, right? Yes, because I yeah, noticed the I cute little, yeah, the little swirlies and the big ones. Yeah, and, and the, the squares. Yeah, 
she does such a great job at that. But what I love about this pattern is it's great for any fabric collection. Oh, yes. And showcasing prints because of the squares. Because of the larger pieces. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. This is definitely a go-to pattern if you want to really highlight a whole collection. Yeah. And I've seen it in the Moda catalog with some other designers' collections. Oh, really? They've mocked it up. And oh, yeah. fun. So, yeah. Awesome. When I walked in today and saw the Valentine's themed quilts, I was a little, I was like, wait, that's too early for that. But it makes sense actually because cause I think there's an episode that comes out the day before Valentine's Day. I was looking yesterday. Uh-huh. But I mean, if you share those quilts that day, like this actually would give someone an opportunity to, if they wanted to make one of these quilts right, right now, they could actually do it before Valentine's Day. Right. right? That is the idea. Yeah. I mean, it would, well, I don't know if, if three weeks or whatever is that... Oh, yeah. Enough time. oh yeah. yeah. Oh, especially okay. totally. yeah, for a simple quilt like the yeah. one on the wall, mm-hmm. definitely. Because I think it'll or be the wall hanging. Yeah. Basically, when this comes out, three weeks until till Valentine's Day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Then it gives people inspiration and a project to work on, ideas for that. So. Right. So now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I thought about putting Christmas quilts up again, but I was just like, oh, let's let's switch over to. <laughs> Valentine's Day. It is time. So, I, yeah. I guess we, you could put more Valentine's Day quilts up on that episode just for theme base because yeah. the next day is. Yeah. But yeah. I have my own opinion on Valentine's Day, which yeah. maybe I can share it on that episode. Okay. Because okay. there's actually a I'm topic. Intrigued. There's a topic I discuss. And I'd like to have your listeners, this audience, respond to it. Me and Isabel did talked about it a while back on I think last I think year. I remember that episode but yeah we don't have near and we haven't <laughs> done an episode forever I know but um but we don't have as many listeners and so I would I would really like to bring something up and and maybe get some feedback so that's oh a little goodness. preview for a couple episodes Sounds down the road good. <laughs> I am like I'm invested now what Sounds is going good. on <laughs> well and that's what I'm kind of worried about though is I, I've been so excited to bring back all of the heart quilts and Valentine's right. quilts on the podcast, but then I still have Christmas quilts to share. So right. I'm like, well, hopefully people are enjoying that in March when I yeah. have time to show the rest of my Christmas quilts. But right. I don't know. It'll yeah. Then you'll just be early for Christmas next I feel like year. June and July is a good time to share Christmas quilts again, too, because that is when the majority of the Christmas fabrics hit the stores. Very true. And so then the you know, our favorite things fabric will be available in June. So we could share those quilts again. And oh my goodness, so much that just there's so much going on this year, you guys. Yes. Because you have two quilts at the quilter right now. I have two. You guys will be so proud. Two (laughs) quilts finally at the quilter. December, we're going to get into that next. But December was crazy for me. So actually, this is great leading into our topic. Oh, I have a product to share too. Share your product because okay. I am familiar with this one. Okay. So, and this kind of goes to what the comment about my glasses, but this is the Clover Needle Threader. And I love this. There's a little hole right here. You stick the needle in, you put your thread in, you click the button and it threads your needle. It threads it. And I love this so much. I think I got it when I was, I've had it since I was. Forever young 40s so I've had you know for I I know I was in my 40s when I got it so I've had it over 10 years but the thing that I really love is this little wooden stand I can't find them anymore so if anybody knows where you can find 
this was a little company, a little shop, and they made it specifically to fit this needle holder. And I bought it, but I went back to link it for a blog post and the website <gasps> is gone. No. So I guess the company is gone. So if anybody knows... Anybody who's making these, it's just been so great because it's this little wooden... Yeah, and it like keeps you know, it in place. Just a piece of oak. There's four little things on the bottom. And so I can just set it and it just makes it more stable. That I would still use the needle holder, the needle threader without this, but I love this. So if anybody knows, sometimes we get comments back from things that we don't know about and hopefully maybe somebody knows if anybody's making these mom holders. maybe this can be a career path for dad <laughs> <laughs> so basically so, so you have we have no link to share it but oh, we're for actually for the clover oh threader, okay. yes you do. but not the block not the block oh, that okay. i have it mounted on gotcha but if anyone does, yeah, so we're asking for help too. Yeah, if anybody okay. does, no. Also, this is right up Grandpa's alley. He is Mr. Woodworks. Well, maybe before he was in his yeah, 90s. Yeah, before he was in his 90s, <laughs> yeah. guys. Well, I, I love your comment how you were like, well, my when I was in my early 40s. Yeah. <laughs> and we used to have a joke growing up. I would always be like, oh, mom, you're my favorite, like, 30, like in your 30s year old. Yeah. yeah. You're my favorite friend over 20. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, uh, actually, I do have to say something because we always are sharing fun things. And our quilter, Mary and I, Marion and I were having a conversation on the phone. And it was so funny because she was like, you guys should do that, you know, share your regular things that you share. But then like, share one of your Costco finds that week or something. It was really funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, my favorite. we should. I thought it was genius. We were talking about our favorite chicken from Costco yesterday. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Or Trader Joe's. You could really or go down. Or Trader Joe's. We could go down a Trader loophole. Trader Joe's, fine. We should. Yeah. You do recipes on your blog. We should. Yeah. I love it. That is something I did. Oh, I should actually probably mention this really right now. So uh, occasionally on the podcast, we talk about books that I've read and... I have received a few emails about people wanting me to put more information about the books that I am reading or have read onto the blog. And so I just did a blog post. It is from last Wednesday. So we will put a link to this in the description, but it's all the books I read in 2022 with a little synopsis description. And so those of you who enjoy reading, you'll find that on the blog. And also, I, I thank you. Keep a couple of things that I have mentioned before. Somebody just wrote in to tell me about another book by an author that I had read that I didn't, hadn't even heard about. And so I really appreciate that. Oh, that's you know? super yeah. nice. So that was really nice to get that. Mom was already giving me the rundown on a couple of the books she's read. Yes. Helping validate my feelings. We're, I have so much to say on okay. today's topic. <laughs> okay. Well, before we do that, I do have one listener, qu oh, listener quilt awesome. to share as okay. well. So that was one that was sent. So I will read the email and put the quilt the picture of the quilt up on the screen for those who are watching. So it says, Dear Sherry and Chelsea, I was blessed with my first grandbaby in August. My darling little granddaughter needed a tummy time play mat, and that prompted me to design and sew my first quilt ever. I called it Butterfly Kisses as a tribute to my late husband who loved the song and was always giving our daughter butterfly kisses. 
I know that this quilt is a technical nightmare. I had no experience or knowledge about quilting, but loved the process. I stumbled upon a quilting life on Pinterest and have been bringing quilt videos and blogs ever, uh, and have been viewing quilt videos and blogs ever since. Um, I haven't finished listening to all of your podcasts yet, but I have been listening for an answer to a question. When you take your quilt top in to be quilted, do you need to do anything to prepare it? Do you take your own batting or does the quilter supply it? Can you please give me a rough estimate on what I should expect to pay for that service? Thank you, ladies, for all you do. Sherry, your high level of organization is right up there with mine. I'm doing the block of the month in 2023. Warm regards. And that's from Tony. So I know there's a little question there too, but I figured maybe we could start yeah. off by answering that for her real fast. Yeah. And that really is uh, what I would say is just really, really communicate with the shop or the person who is going to do your quilting right up front. They will tell you what they like. Some, uh, Most quilters that I know do have batting and can sell that to you for your quilt. I always buy my own batting and take it in myself, or I should say most of the time I provide my own batting. But almost everyone I know who quilts has batting available for the people they quilt for. And the prices are going to range. I, I think it probably depends on what part of the country you're in. I think two and a half cents a square inch might be yeah. close to average. I don't know. You can probably find two cents a square inch if you look. And if you get custom or really dense quilting, it's going to go quite a bit higher too. Yeah. So, yeah. So all those things kind of... I really do think it's a regional thing, depending on the economy in your area. Yeah. And just having, like you said, an open communication right. with that with your, if it's at your shop or just a local quilter, and they will tell you like. Right. And also just really being specific. If you don't want dark thread on a light yeah. background, be sure to tell them um, or vice versa. So just be really sure to specify the thread color that you want and yeah find out the price so that you're not shocked <laughs> yeah when so, you get it back yeah all right well would you guys like me to introduce the main topic for today and yeah sort of set yes. it up for you okay so as i was going through a lot our next episode which will be one week from today will be all listener questions and we want to thank everyone who did send in questions after the last episode came out we got a lot of great questions we're going to still have to get to some of the ones we hadn't yet before but really really good questions and actually one of them came i came across we i talked to my mom about it and she was like yeah this is something we we could spend a lot more time on so this topic actually originated from a listener question so i'm going to read the question and then what else i thought was neat was and there was a response to her question on on YouTube, and I thought it was a really good, really good response and suggestion from another listener, which is which is good to see. And then you guys will take it from there and, and add on even more to it, and then give some of your own personal experiences. So, uh, somebody wrote in for the first time in years. I'm in a funk and feeling very uninspired. I was usually sewing every day, but I haven't since November. Any suggestions for inspiration? Um, so basically the main topic is dealing with going into one of those sewing funks where you just don't feel like doing anything. And maybe you have been somebody who does it on a daily basis and all of a sudden it goes away. So the, 
the, another listener though responded with some good suggestions and she said, I experience this every so often for me just taking the pressure off of sewing and going through my sewing room and cleaning and organize and organizing is all it takes to get me motivated again. I clean up any messes, organize projects, fabric and patterns and books and clean my sewing machine and organize my sewing tools. I get rid of items I don't need or use. I donate them or give them to someone I know will use them. And that is often plenty to get me motivated. Sometimes there's just too much clutter physically and mentally, and sometimes we experience burnout, especially after the holidays. Sometimes I pick up my other crafty lives, for example, crochet or embroidery, etc., and that really helps me get back into everything. So I thought that was a really great response um, from another listener to a listener. And um, so, but from there, I was going to ask you guys, like, have you dealt with this? in your sewing lives and there's a few other points that we have down there but you know the post-holiday burnout or holiday burnout maybe that's a real thing and maybe just talk about some of the experiences you've had and then obviously offer some tips and advice um, that you could share with them as well yeah i think this is something that we've both dealt with and i know chelsea has a lot to say She's just like, no, no, waiting, but I'll say something really quick and then turn over to you and then maybe I'll like wrap it up. Okay. Perfect. And even Billy, I think if, I think he should join in too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, first of all, I just want to say that I love the response because that is the first thing that I do. And I actually now do it every single December, right after Christmas, I go in and clean up my sewing room and you find things and we're later today we're going to film my work in progress video for January and you're going to if you watch that video you'll see some of the things I found while I was doing this cleanup and so really really great example answer there and yeah I do have a lot to say but I'll let Chelsea go first because she (laughs) has been pretty vocal with Billy and I this morning that she has recently dealt with this right Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I first off want to say, though, I wonder the things that you find in your sewing room when you clean it out, because oh. <laughs> you have like years of sewing stuff going on in that room. And I'm sure you found a lot of things when you moved into this house. But mom is 100% right. I walked in here this morning before we started filming, and I just went on and on about how the the topic couldn't have been more perfect today, because this is the exact thing that this listener wrote in that has been happening in my life lately. And it has been just a lot. And I think it honestly starts. So first of all, I want to say this is totally normal. Like I think sewing funks, everyone goes through them when you agree, but we had the, an extra fabric. So normally we do like two fabric lines a year. Right. And we had an extra collection this year, which was has been so exciting. And I think I just wasn't prepared because for the last several years, it's, it's just been this momentum. We have two lines a year. We have it all planned out. Not to say that I haven't been in funks before with those, but I think also because that third collection released right at the holidays, right at the holidays. Right. So I think that I think if that third collection had been during another season of the year, it wouldn't have been so as much of a heavy of like, yes, like of a workload. Right. And so mix that with 
but and, we were so excited oh, to have well, it. it. Yeah, there's yeah. that contrast of being yeah. so, so excited. Yeah. And I'm still excited. I love this collection and right. just feel grateful that we were able to put that collection and put it onto fabric because we had talked about it for so long. And it was just as a mother of three <laughs> and sports and school and kids who are also going through things. And it w- stomach and, viruses and, that and, hit your family. <laughs> and we got the stomach flu yeah. and it was all this whole thing. And by the time it got to Christmas day, I was just like, so relieved. Finally, nobody was throwing up. <laughs> and I was so excited to just, and I was just like, I'm going to be with my family and I am in a funk and I'm not, I, I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm in this funk. And then I wanted to spend time with my family while they were out of school. And I'm just barely getting to a point where I'm getting really organized again. But it 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 happens and it's it's okay. But I, for a little bit, was feeling really, really bummed about it because nobody wants to be in a sewing funk. Like you see all these exciting things on social media and blog posts and you want to be joining in. But when you're in a funk, it's like, oh, I don't know if I can do this right now, you know? Yeah. But So what steps did you take to get yourself back into the... Okay, so this is weird. Mom and I just talked about a book. I don't know which one it is, where you you just physically can't do 24 items on a list a day, right? It's just not reasonable or healthy. And earlier this past year, I... Uh, implemented something I called the top three because mom gave me this notepad that had top three. And since my kids have gone back to school, I have been doing that. And I have told my, so what I did is I, we have a calendar on our wall, kind of like how we have the big calendar for scheduling. Mm -hmm. And I planned out my whole month and I didn't schedule everything for one day. I have little micro goals for each of my things. And guess what? I got two quilts off to the quilters and mom helped me set up an email list. And I designed... We we should put a link to that in the description here. If you want to be on Chelsea's email list. Yes, please. I have something really fun coming in February. I'll I'll be talking about that. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Watch for that. But anyways, thank you, mom. We'll put both of our email list signups in the description. Yeah. And, And I was able to design new quilts for a new fabric collection coming out this year. But I finally had to get it into my head that, or I went through, I finally went through my emails last night. We had a conversation about this. I answered emails and I got that off my plate. And I've been getting a lot done and I've been putting the focus not on how many things are not done, but about accomplishing those few things each day. Right. And so today I came to podcast because I knew it was scheduled right. and I know what my kids have scheduled. I'm also guys like coaching <laughs> my daughter's basketball team right now. So there's just a, this month is like really crazy, but I finally feel like I'm getting stuff done. And I called my quilter yesterday because she said, Oh, I got your two quilts that you sent me. And Thank you, Val, for taking those to Marion. Yeah, that was fun. I got I got to meet uh, Val and Lisa Bonjean at the highway exit to yeah. our town. They're having like these secret friend meetings <laughs> yeah. without me. Yes. And I'm getting jealous of it. That was fun but, to see both of them. <laughs> but Val is, yeah, thankful to Val. But we had a good conversation, Marion and, and I, about this. And you just can't do it all. 
And you can't get down on yourself because you can't do it all. And you can't get down on yourself because you're in a sewing funk. You have to find something that whether it's a top three or organizing one bin a day until you finally get a reset and yeah, just get, but you will get out of it. I will say that you will get out of it. I just, I have been through it. You guys, yeah. <laughs> this is like, for me, I feel like, you know, sometimes, like you said, micro goals. So I have yes. this scrap quilt that I'm working on and I had, I can't even remember how many, I think it's 72 quarter square triangles that needed to be trimmed. So oh my I just put on my calendar for <laughs> six days in a row, trim 12, trim 12. Well, Amazing. I ended up finishing them on the second day, but at least I wasn't overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Because the second day I started to trim my 12 and I was just like, oh, things are pretty open this afternoon. I'm just going to keep going. I would not finish you know? the second day. So, so for those of you in but, my group, raise your hands, put your hands up. But no, like I think the important thing was I didn't have on my list trim 60 quarter square triangles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because in your mind, you look at that and that right. is way more daunting than trimming 12. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Micro goals. Yeah. That is, and, and small projects for me are always something that I do to get out of a little, you know, if I can just do something small with a quick win, even if it's making a hand-stitched grandmother's flower garden block, one little block, you know, that's just, I I think it just kind of opens up our mind. Yeah. Small wins. Yeah. I do have a blog post on this and we can link that too, but I'll just, um, you do just, I'll just summarize (laughs) for you. It's called How to Get Out of a Creative Slump, a Step-by-Step Guide. Why did you not email this to me? And the first one that I have was take a break from social media. And I feel like that's really important because if you're on social media when you're feeling this way, you're just going to feel worse because you're going to see everything everybody is doing. This is so crazy. Right right before this, my brain was like, talk about the social media aspect. So keep going because okay. I have like a couple tidbits about it. Okay, yeah. So number two is, you know, to s- clean up and sort, you know, your, your area, refresh. your space. Yeah. Um, and then look through your works in progress. See if there's something you might want to work on or not. Uh, look through your books and patterns. Uh, brainstorm oh, where you I just sit and just write things down. What do I want to do when I feel like sewing? What do I not want to do? What doesn't bring me joy? And then number six, I have rest, renewal, and routines. Oh. And really, it's okay just to rest and and not sew for a while. And, you know, just stay with your your renewal and your routines. And then the last step I have is, you know, to make a plan to ease back in. Mom, <laughs> is this like a therapy session for me? This is like, I Rest, renewal, yeah. routines is exactly it. What yeah. I have been g- coming to this past this past week. Right. And it, I took my rest because, so first I want to go back to the social media thing. That right. is the absolute worst thing you can do. When you are in a slump yes. or a funk, is go to social media and see the blast yeah. of all. I did. I made this today. I I just came out with this pattern. This sew along is happening right now, and you your brain almost just like get goes. I I'm behind. I'm missing out. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm a little stressed about this right now. And it is the greatest thing you can do is to just set the social media aside. Yeah. 
Well, everything you know, going on has nothing to do with it. You just got to set it aside. Yeah. You know how people talk about dry January for people who drink yeah. and then they don't drink in the month of January. Um, so I did. I decided that I was going to, because I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about that. And I was like, oh, well, I don't really drink, but that, <laughs> that does, but I decided to do a dry social media January and I'm so less than an hour a day. That's really awesome. Less than an hour a day. And less than an hour a day. I'm doing I'm writing it down. the majority of my Instagram from my desktop computer. And it is so Such refreshing. Yes. So I, you know, I'm doing all my posting from my computer, not my phone. And then I'll just get on really quick and skim through and uh, re- reply to any questions that I need to or, um, you know, see as many of my favorite I have you know the favorites you can categorize in Instagram so that you can just see people that you follow and not get all of the suggestions yeah so I've just been yeah some days I'm I'm only on there 30 minutes 40 minutes mom I am booking an amphitheater (laughs) and we and you need to speak we need I wish all of our listeners and followers we followers we could meet in person. You could just blast this in an amphitheater. Oh my goodness! And speak no. your piece. Well, it's YouTube. People can still yeah. view them. <laughs> don't have no, to be live. Just like yeah. I love sitting here listening to this because this is also the I am literally like soaking all this information in. Mom, thank you for doing the work to listen to the podcast and read the oh. books and while I'm cleaning up my bathroom, bleaching my bathroom six times a day because yeah. <laughs> because of the stomach flu. Because of the stomach flu yeah. that we had. No, I love that. So I have heard that before. Your phone, everything is so accessible, right? And so the first thing you do, I listen to, uh, people might not like him, Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank and He said, the absolute first thing you should not do in the morning is check your email or look at your phone. Right. You need, he says. He's not the only one to say that. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure. If if you don't like Kevin. O'Leary. There's other people that say it too. Well, there's a book by Julie Morgenstern called Never Check Email in the Morning. Oh, great. 15 years ago, I think. Well, not guys, whoever said it, not Kevin O'Leary. Yeah. But he, he said in this interview I was watching, he just, and I'm sure these people have said it too, you need to do accomplish three tasks before you do before you even check your email or do that and prioritize those three things and i thought that that was really important also top three guys let's yeah you know no for me it's really helpful if i do creative work first for instance if i'm able to go into my sewing room even for half an hour and maybe sew a socialites block or just do a little tiny bit of sewing and or creative work like writing my blog posts before I look at my email that is really helpful for me too yeah I also like that you you mentioned writing things down was one of the way to get out of a funk so when Mm -hmm. I was I've probably shared this when I was growing up I I was very emotional (laughs) are we surprised like (laughs) and so mom would tell me you just need to write it down on a piece of paper and that actually is very helpful for me to either write a long list or write my thoughts or write a poem. I don't know. I'm very right. dramatic, you guys. So <laughs> I, I think these are all great ways that you can get out of a funk. But also we need to normalize that th- th- these happen, right. that funks happen. And you don't have to feel bad about being in a sewing funk because right. I was just in one. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. And I think looking at quilting books and magazines is a lot different than looking at social media. So so different. You can just look through just that's more restful and peaceful. Well, you even think about like, like, like reading books, Kindle, people's Kindles have just automatically you can switch back. But I love having a hard copy book. Yeah. And I think I drive my husband crazy because I'm always like, drop me off at Barnes and Noble while you go to the golf store because (laughs) I could be there for six hours and find 20 books I want to read. But oh, yeah. Well, there's a couple other things I was I was going to ask based on the question, initial question and response. So they mentioned the holidays and, and you just mentioned it as well, Chelsea. But do you find that there are is that typical to be coming right out of the holidays and, and running into this or is there like a summer doldrums or is there in your experience has there been parts of the year is it sort of sporadic random can you talk about about that or or yeah. is there is this that not really affect no you? no that is I think I, it can happen anytime yeah I think it can happen anytime I agree with that I think the holidays are especially prone to it yes I I would say that because you we we kind of talked about ads and everything. We had a conversation about a, a big retailer the other day and how during the holidays, things are really buy this and do this and do that and have this Christmas countdown. And you, you, there's, there's just a lot of things going on that just keep adding onto your plate. And my husband and I have had a conversation about this. In, in the springtime, it seems like in our valley – boom, boom, boom. We have this activity and this seminar is going on and these sports things are going on and this clinic is going on as soon as the weather gets nice. And it's almost like the parents get in a frenzy because my kid has to be here and my kid has to be doing this. And that's sometimes how I feel the burnout comes from during the holidays for everyone. Yeah. Because it's do this, you need this, everyone's doing this type of thing. We got to go ice skating. We got to go Christmas caroling. Like, how do you fit it all in? You can't. Yeah. You have to pick and choose the things that are that are important to you right. and that serve you in your life, and you just can't do it all. Yeah, I think that's why. But there's guys. There's also the summer slump because I mean the summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But for us, because all you, especially if you have young children in your home, they're all home. They're all home. Or even if you have teenagers or <laughs> preteens, they're all home, and so it's a whole different. Yeah, you know follow wax summer here though is is sometimes i enjoy it because it is so hot here that it's almost dangerous to be outside so much right and i actually get quite a bit of sewing done in the summer so i'm either swimming or i'm sewing yeah all summer long yeah (laughs) which is basically it but yeah i think i would definitely say it happens at specific times during the year sometimes but it can happen anytime right yeah no, what about fabric designing? Do, do you ever run, especially oh, now boy. you had three, but one thing I was going to ask, I mean, looking at the quilt you have here, that was probably what, one of the first, what do you call it? Specialized holiday collections? Yeah, this yeah. was our Valentine's first kind Day. of specialized collection. This yeah. began the frenzy with mom and I. <laughs> yeah. And then you had the Christmas one that just recently came out. Yeah. Does that yeah. sort of help break it up? Because then it's... In, you, you already know going into it, okay, this is going to be Valentine's or this is going to be Christmas. And 
maybe that helps space out some of your more uh, general fabric collections that come out. I've exactly, I've loved it because we had sincerely yours. And then we, we kind of had, have had only specialized collections recently because Simply Delightful was a basics rainbow collection. Right. Favorite things has been Christmas. Right. And some other stuff coming up. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help myself. But then, so that happened to me. I realized we had a fabric line due. This was like mid-November, end of November. I'm like, oh, we have a fabric line due. And I whipped one out that's coming out next year. Well, and that kept you from sewing. It kept me from sewing because, you know, yeah, it's fabric lines are a lot of work. And there were some fun things with this fabric line that we were doing that required my time and attention. And I really didn't sew. And then it was Thanksgiving week and I was with family. And then I had that idea that put even more work on you. (laughs) Mom, but I'm going to give her credit because it's a wonderful idea and it's adorable. You guys are just going to freak out over it when you see it next year. And I tried really hard to do it myself so Chelsea wouldn't have to do all that extra work, but she ended up having to do the extra work. (laughs) I really didn't want to do it. But there have been times, and I don't know if we got this like telekinesis thing going on, but this is what another reason I'm so grateful for our partnership in this is mom has never been wrong and I on an idea that she has brought to my attention. Whether it's you need a, we need to add a floral or we need to add a basic. And I knew she was right the whole time. And I kept telling, I was kind of like standoffish. I'm like, oh, I don't know if we should. I don't know. Oh, like, I don't know. And then it ended up being this amazing thing. But it took me a lot of time and tears to figure it out. <laughs> yes. And it's going to so be, it's going to be adorable, but that did keep me from sewing. And I yeah. just kept having things pop up that burnt me out Yeah. that needed to be done. And I just, yeah. I think that's why a lot of fabric designers actually hire out a lot of their sewing because they can't do it all. They can't do the design work. And, you know, we're lucky because we have a partnership, but... Um, and mom has totally made up like so much slack for me this season because she could tell I was going through stuff like, which was super nice. But yeah, I sometimes wonder, I'm like, how do people do it without like a team? Yeah. Well, or even like I was thinking about Robin Pickens. She is starting to do some of her own quilting too. And I'm like, oh, good for Robin, her. how do you do that? You know, because she bought a long yeah. arm and oh, has it. Goodness. And I'm so she's designing and she's sewing the quilts and quilting them. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. I would not have the energy. I am really grateful to yeah. be on a team. So but but Billy, you're a hundred percent right in that that it, that does kind of help break it up. So when mm-hmm. so when I design this line that's coming out next year, it's kind of a general like generalized colors and designs and everything. I guess you would say not holiday inspired, right? And it was very easy for me to. It was a lot of work, but coming up with the designs and the color palette was kind of refreshing right because that's also a hint that word refreshing yeah um be- <laughs> guys we're the too worst early for hints. Yeah, too and you early can't, for hints. Do you, you'd be surprised how good some people oh, are figuring oh, things yeah. out person, so you better be careful with I your hints Chelsea. Yeah. yeah no more hints no more hints guys no more hints but yeah so it's fabric design is another thing that's thrown in there that we do that is the deadlines can kind of be, oh, we got to get this done. But that's my favorite part is I mean, the designing. I mean, so with that, though, with three fabric collections, it doesn't even 
really allow you to take a scheduled break. But I was yeah, thinking no. for people that do this more as a hobby and if they are falling into a funk, would you say that taking an actual scheduled break, like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm falling into yeah. something, you know what? I'm going to take two weeks off. I'm not going to sew anything. I'm going to do, like she mentioned, maybe some other things aside from quilting and come back and then you might realize like, oh, there's a, here's a bunch of great new ideas or here's some new inspiration for me to do something. Yeah. Take two weeks off, go read a book and then yeah. come back to it. And I've heard in a lot of the books that I read too, do a different creative hobby. And I think Ooh, this that's good writer mentioned it, like mm-hmm. she could crochet or cook. I, what I tried to do during the holidays is I, and in January so far is I've been trying to just cook more because I feel like that's still creative. Yeah. That's still an outlet, but yet it's... It's different than sewing. Mom's in the kitchen, bam! Yeah. With the salt. So, no, in fact, this, like, I feel like my greatest holiday season win was that I made some really good cinnamon rolls. And I have wanted to make them my whole life. They were awesome. I really was just like, I am going to do it this year. And I did it. And I found a great recipe and I followed it to the T and it all worked out. And, I'm, I was like, wow, I can make cinnamon rolls now. You know, that's a totally different thing than making a quilt. So. They were excelente. Okay. <laughs> My husband so was like, I, wow, you can make these now. Yeah. So after all these years. but And everyone wanted more, but she was like, oh, I got to save the last cinnamon roll. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a lot of similarities because you're following a pattern or you're following yeah. a recipe. Ah, yeah. Right. True. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously it's a skill. People do it more. They get right. better Those, at it and everything. Right. Things are just embedded with, within us. Follow a pattern, follow a recipe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, really true. I hope that we were able to help kind of go go through this topic really, really well for everyone about dealing with a sewing funk. I thought that it went really, really great. Yeah. And hopefully we were helpful, guys. Yeah. I did want to bring something else up. This isn't, these two are like, it's not on the outline. No, that's fine. We haven't talked about it yet. And that is the closing of Martingale, our publisher. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. And it's really, really sad that, uh, you know, one of the biggest publishers in the industry, I believe they've been in business 46 years, is having to shut their doors. And it's been really, really a sad, sad thing. They are an amazing company and they did offer all of their authors the opportunity to purchase their assets, which Chelsea and I did. I just want to tell you our Home for the Holidays book was is out of print. Yeah. And Chelsea has copies left. I have even fewer than she does. Yeah. And, and that's it. And they're that's not reprinting. It. So if you want that book... <laughs> I would get it, and I'm, I don't know how many Amazon has or your local quilt shop, yeah. but those books will not be in print again. Yeah. And uh, we are talking about, you know, perhaps selling it as an ebook and perhaps the individual patterns digital yeah. and possibly even paper. But just wanted to let you know about that. Same thing for my Quilting Life Planner. Uh, there are lots of copies of those now, and... I'm looking into some different options for that. But as for right now, I would say if you have books that you love, not just by us, but by any Martingale author, you should probably try to purchase those now. Most people have them on sale 
and at discounted prices. Yeah. So, yeah, really a sad thing. Yeah, we were really sad. Yeah. Aww. Okay. Well, oh, that's so sad. You ended- <laughs> I know. I, I should have brought talked about it in the beginning of the episode, I guess, but uh, just really grateful to have been associated with such a phenomenal group of people at Martingale. Yeah. And just grateful sh- for them. Yeah. Shout out to Jennifer Keltner and, and Karen Soltis, who yeah. we worked with a lot and everyone, Very everyone with. else that we worked with there. So, yeah. Yeah. But okay. So our next podcast episode is airing Monday, January 30th, and it is a podcast listeners question episode. Right. So we really appreciate that uh, everyone who commented in questions and we can't wait for that episode to come out. Yeah. Thanks so much for stopping by. Bye.